Almost Daily Devotional to Our Better. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is gspn.tv. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Almost Daily Devotional. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, new theme music, new intro, new everything. All right, sure enough, it's going to take me a little time to get used to the new intro, but I kind of like it. I kind of like it. And uh, for those of you who don't like it, I understand. Um, It's never fun when change is introduced, uh, but uh, I think it basically sums up a little bit more of the feeling that I have inside my heart. It, 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 It is a little bit more calmness and peace that comes along with this journey that we're on in our faith journey. You know, today I've titled this episode, To Are Better. And really, uh, it it has a lot to do with Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 10. Uh, In the Old Testament, it says this. It says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Now, I know that I've probably done, oh gosh, I I think this is like the 152nd episode of the Almost Daily Devotional. Uh, it's hard to believe, but yes, uh, 152 of these things. And and at the same time, it's it's kind of like, man, is that all I've done all, out of all these years of doing the Almost Daily Devotional? Boy, what does that say about my own faith journey? But at the same time, uh, I will say that out of the 152 episodes, I'm sure I've talked about my prayer partner and 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 my best friend, really, uh, Robert Johnson, on on multiple occasions. And this morning, he and I had just an amazing conversation, 48 minutes in length, about our faith journey of where our, or at least the state of our faith journey, where we are in our lives. And to be honest with you, it, it is, this episode is not so much as, um, as, as a statement or devotional thought of the day, go find somebody, but it is, you know, so I'm going to say, if you don't have a Robert Johnson in your life, uh, if you don't have that somebody to help you up, to somebody that's alongside, comes alongside you and encourages you um, through your through your own journey of faith, uh, your career, your family life, whatever the case may be. Find somebody. Find somebody. Um, so, so that I, I I think maybe if there's anything to be gotten out of this devotional thought for the day that I'm putting out here is is find a Robert Johnson in your life. Seriously. Um, but, but that's not what today's topic is all going to be about. It's not going to be about the benefits and how do you go find one and all of these other things. Uh, you know, I've covered those in the past. Um, probably we'll cover the whole idea of having a prayer partner and an accountability partner in the future again. But honestly, today I, I kind of just want to share with you a little bit about my own, the state of my own faith journey. I, I've been kind of, uh, reevaluating a lot of the things that I believe and why do I believe them. Um, I want to share with you and, and kind of confess to you that, that finally I've allowed um, some doubt that's been, you know, bottled up inside of me to finally come out in a healthy way, I believe. 
Now, this may seem really, really wrong to certain people, uh, but but I, I feel like I've been just encouraged and, and nudged by God and, and his spirit to to kind of let the doubt come out and ask some very important questions. Because if I don't, I'm not going to ever be able to go to that next step in the journey. Whatever that journey, wherever that next step might lead me, I don't know. But I know that I want to get there. And so there are some questions that have been on my mind uh, uh, as of late. Um, kind of shared these in in the About the Church podcast. And that is uh, this idea of, of why do I believe in the Bible? You know, why? I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I believe in the Bible. I do. I believe everything in it is true. Uh, I, I, I don't know why I believe it, though. And that bugs me. All right. Well, actually, that's not true. I, I do know why I believe it. I believe it because it's what I've always been told. You know, I, I believe it because that's what the people before me have always believed with great conviction, so much so that they'd be willing to give up their life based upon the truth found in it. All right. So so it's it's the clear conviction and the faith of so many people before me that have placed their faith and trust in the word of God as being the Bible, of course, um, that I have taken upon myself to also place my faith there, knowing what I know of those people and and knowing what I know of their the fruit of their lives. This is something that I know that, you know, when we live according to what we read in the word of God or the Bible, uh, then then things are different. Um, not always better. I, I I'm really uh, opposed to going around saying, you know, hey, if you would just live your life according to what God's word says, your life would be so much better. You'd ha- you, your financial life would be better. Your family life would be better. Your physical life would be better. Um, I'm not going to argue that some of those things aren't true, but. Uh, uh, but I, I I question whether or not you can broadly stroke, uh, you know, paint that you know paint that picture with broad strokes across the you know everybody's lives. You know the the person that I just read about this week or two weeks ago that uh, was diagnosed with uh, lung cancer. You know, you mean to tell me that all of a sudden if he would just turn his life over to God and and uh, start reading his Bible and living it out every single day, that all of a sudden God's just going to miraculously take the cancer away. I, I, you know, I'm not saying that God wouldn't, but I'm not saying I, I just, I'm hesitant to say that anybody should go around saying we, if you would just believe then God would not allow the sickness to be in your life. I, I don't know. Anyway, that's not where this is all going, uh, where, but where is this going? That's the question. Where is this going? I, I'll tell you that I, I'm in, I'm in a place in my life where I don't want to just believe because it's what I've been told to believe. I want to investigate the truth. I want to investigate. I want to seek God with all of my heart and without all of my soul. But I also want to seek God with my, you know, with with all of my being. And 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 I want to intellectually seek God as well. Why is it so many people trust the Word of God, the the Bible, as being the Word of God? You know, why do so many people believe this Bible has this book or this collection of books? or this collection of books and letters, whatever it is. I mean, why do so many people believe this book to be a place to turn to for ultimate authority? You know, the questions of, you know, who wrote these things? I mean, obviously, that a lot of that's clearly documented. Some of it's debatable. 
I think it's the, is it the book of Romans or is it the book of Hebrews? Uh, one of the two uh, is, I think it might be Hebrews. I think Romans is Paul. I, I can't remember right now. Anyway, it, it, the thing is, is, is some of this is probably, you know, it's like, gosh, Cliff, if you were a little bit more in tune with your faith and you were a little bit better, uh, if you were a lot better at being a Christian uh, and you didn't get so caught up in the secular world, maybe you would have been doing this all along these years that you've been a Christian and, and you would know all of these things already. It's like, okay, fi- fair enough, maybe. But, you know, that's not been the case. You know, I, I feel like I've been a believer in Christ and I've been a follower of Christ. And and I'll admit and confess that certainly I've not been the most committed believer. I've not been the com- most committed follower. And and I'm not I'm not going to tell you that I feel guilty and, and feel this great conviction for my journey. I think that I've been on a wonderful journey with God. And I think that God's been very gracious to me. Uh and, and at the same time, I'm trying to avoid all extremes moving forward. You know, there's this extreme side of legalism and judgment that's placed upon anybody who doesn't live up to a certain uh, set of rules and regulations. And I'm trying to avoid that sh- the, the other extreme where I just float through life uh, just resting on the fact that God's grace is sufficient and his mercies are new every day. You know, where where I could sit there and I can just think and do whatever I want, knowing that, you know what, as soon as I get this instant gratification, I can just turn around and ask God to forgive me and he will. You know, that's an extreme. And so is the extreme that says, you know, you need to do everything this way all the time. And, and, And so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find my way in my journey of faith to seek out God. Um, and, and not necessarily, I'm at the place now where I no longer want to seek out the truth about the church, the truth about the, I want to seek God. And, and I believe that the God that I've believed in since I was 18 years old, um, that I've heard about my entire life. Um, I, I believe that the Christian God is my God. And I believe he is the God that has, has been within me that speaks to my heart that speaks peace and joy in the in the face of many trials uh that speaks hope and encouragement into my life i believe it is the christian god i believe i believe in the gospel the good news of jesus christ i i believe all of those things to be true without any shadow of a doubt the question for me is how did I come to this realization? The question for me is, you know, okay, with what I believe, where do I turn to for truth? And why do I turn to it there for truth? And and I have some really big questions about, you know, the way that Christian the way that Christians are deciphering scripture these days. And it, and it, and it really concerns me. You know, this kind of um came to me uh, most recently. I mean, of course, gosh, these kind of questions come up all the time for me. Some of them, some of the times I'm more vocal about them and more than more so than others and and always more so vocal to my my great friend Robert Johnson than just openly expressing this stuff. But today I just felt like hitting the record button and just kind of just sharing, you know, the, the little bit of insight into some of the conversation I had with my friend Robert today. And uh, so it, it, Robert sent me over an article from Christianity Today. 
And it's an article um, where Jennifer Knapp, I believe is her name, uh, was interviewed in Christianity Today about the fact that she is making a return to her music career um, and that she has come out and said that she is in a same-sex relationship and that she is gay and that she is also a Christian. And, um, you know, I, I read through that article, dug through this article, and and to be honest with you, I, I have a lot of very close friends of mine that are either gay or bisexual that 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 live according to that and uh, mindset and and way of life. And these people are my friends and I love them dearly. And in my upbringing, I've been taught that this is the this is a sinful way of life. And and I I just want to share and 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 I don't think that anybody that knows me doesn't know this, but but in my mind, because I have been conditioned to believe this way, I believe also that it is not the way that God would desire us to live. That He has He has better plans for us than than to live that kind of lifestyle. And and of course I where do I base that from? Well, number one, I've that's what I've always been taught. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. And why do I believe those things? And and just, you know, do I believe anything everybody will tell me? No, but when you can give me in the past, when you've been able to give me a clear scriptural argument for this way of thinking, then sure enough, I will come along to maybe, you know, evaluating that. And in light of scripture and in light of the, the gift of discernment that I believe God has given me, I will make a determination on whether or not, yeah, I, I, I do believe that. And then, of course, that's always what I believe. And I've always used scripture, the, the Bible, the, you know, God's word uh, as the basis for all the things that I believe or don't believe. But where I'm running into some issues are the fact that, you know, obviously there are a, a growing number of believers or, or people who consider themselves to be believers and uh, by the way, I, I'm at this point in my life where I'm I'm just not willing to to be overly concerned about somebody who calls themselves a Christian and they you know whether or not they are or are not a Christian. You know, I'm at this point in my life where right now I'm I'm saying God, I want to evaluate where where do I stand with you, and let me just pray for and love the people around me and hopes that they will see you in me uh, through my thoughts actions deeds and and perhaps my words when appropriate and and uh you know all the other things that you lay on my heart but uh you know i i'm not here to question whether or not jennifer knapp is a is is a genuine follower of jesus christ while at the same time living within a same-sex you know relationship i i don't think they're you know married they're just in a relationship is what the article said but um you know but but the thing is is that you know, there's there's all these scriptures. There's this whole open letter to to what's her name? Oh, I can't remember. Doctor Laura Laura out there who says, you know, you know, you 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 say that homosexuality is an abomination, and and you point to this scripture, and I think it's Levit- Leviticus, and and uh, of course, it, you know, within that same section of scripture, it talks about all these other things, you know, such as you know, wearing clothes of more than certain number of, you know, number of materials and, and all the other things that we do in our lives today that really, honestly, we just kind of ignore and, and we go on with our day-to-day lives and we don't see that those are an abomination, even though the Bible says that they are, 
or the Old Testament says that they are. And of course, you know, I, I, I can, I, I don't understand why exactly, you know, I mean, well, I do understand because I've been taught and, and I've believed what people have said that, you know, that was the old covenant and then there's this new covenant and why the rules changed, I, you know, it's, it's, we're free from the law. I, I, I don't know. But then in the New Testament, there's still stuff in the New Testament that says, you know, this stuff's wrong, you know, and nobody will enter the kingdom of heaven that does this. And, but it's not just homosexuals. It's not just people who commit sexual sin. It's idolaters. Um, uh, it is is people who are, you know, drunk, you know, drunkards and 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 all these. Other, I mean, it's 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 it, I mean, just all kinds of other folks that things that I struggle with that I'm, I'm in a list with all these other people. And uh you know, so this 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 whole issue just always gets me to thinking. It's like, okay, so the Bible just seems to be so twisted in so many different ways uh, to fit other people's, you know, interpretations of, you know, sometimes it just seems to, people want to use the Bible to kind of bend it to the way that they want to live their own lives. I'm certainly guilty of that myself from time to time. And, uh, you know, and at the same time, you know, I, one set, you know person will say, "Well, gosh, Cliff, you know, if you would just become a student of the Word of God, you can, you can come through and you can understand how all this is like." It's like, okay, so do I spend the rest of my life all day long like a monk and just study the Word of God? And if that's the case, then you know, and how do you know how do I ever apply any of that stuff in my life? You know, it's I, I you know, I'm just at this place. I'm just at this place where, you know, I, I am not doubting my faith. I'm not, I, I, I guess in a way, I, I'm not doubting the word of God. I'm just doubting why I'm just so eager to openly just accept it. You know, I, I'm at a place in my life where to open up the Bible and just read it and say, wow, that's an amazing truth that just applies and speaks right to my life right now. How can I just openly accept that? And ignore some of the other things. And 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 what do I mean by ignore some of the other things? It's like uh, ignore some of the other things that I just you know I'm just not sure about. And it's not like I need to have all the answers. You know, Job obviously. You know, God says, you know, hey, were you there when I did this? It's like did I did I seek your approval? Your it's like listen, you know, there there's my ways are so high above your ways that you can't comprehend. It's like okay then you know, how much should we comprehend? How much should we understand? You know, and, you know, there there are questions such as, you know, I, I read in the Bible, and this is what Rob and I talked about this morning a little bit, you know, the idea that, <sighs> the whole idea that God says, you know, the, what what's the great, or Jesus was asked, you know, what's the greatest commandment? He says, listen, you know, there, there, there are these two commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and body soul I, I don't know anyway you know love god and then love other people these are the two greatest commandments you know the the second is equal it is just it's right up there it's like listen everything in the law everything is all summed up in these two things love god and love other people all right and and i feel i feel i feel a very strong calling on my life to love people without labels yeah love people without labels and at the same time, you know, it's like, I, I, you know, DG and his wife, Tiffany, are coming into the studio on Thursday and uh, they're they're eager to talk about the the differences uh, between Protest, what Protestant followers of Christ believe, you know, people who consider themselves to be a part of the Protestant faith movement 
and Mormons because Mormons believe, you know, a lot of Mormons will tell you that they are Christians and they believe they are Christians and Protestants believe something, you may, maybe some different essential things before they would consider somebody to be a Christian. I don't know. Anyway, um, I, I've been a part of trying to work out those arguments and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm, I'm at this place in my life where, you know, I have some friends that are Mormon. I have clients that are Mormon. And, and I'll be honest with you, I really feel God calling me to a place where I am called to serve and love these folks just like anybody else without labels, loving them without labels. And then, then there's, you know, I mean, folks, you have to understand, I have... I have been a student of the Bible. I have spent a great deal of my life back in the early days of, you know, when I was studying to be an, a, a pastor, I had studied a lot of scripture and, and I'm reminded of scriptures where it says, listen, you know, anybody that comes along with a different gospel, a different message, you know, don't entertain that, you know, and, and it says, listen, don't, don't even invite these people into your home. And it's like, whoa, whoa wait a second. It's like, I'm supposed to love God and love others but I'm not allowed. But when somebody who doesn't believe exactly the gospel message that I believe in, they're trying to promote a different message, a different path to God, then I'm supposed to shut the door in their face. I'm like, okay, what? So I mean, you know, I, I why, why, you know, and so I'm asking myself questions like why, and 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 I'm allowing myself to to explore these questions if you want to call them doubt that's fine yeah maybe maybe i do have a little bit of doubt in there as, as to the validity of the validity of these things but the thing is is i still believe the bible I, I there there's parts of me that just says you know for generations and generations this is what's always been handed down and rob and i had some great conversations about this it's like listen you know <laughs> the catholic church you know existed for all these centuries and then all of a sudden this entire group of people said, you know what, we're going to protest against many of these tenets of faith. And, and now all of a sudden, you know, we find ourselves in this movement. It's where we grew up. It's what we've always believed, you know, and, and now we see this thing, this, this whole new group of people where eventually it appears that, you know, one day, you know, just like women can today, you know, they, they equate allowing homosexuality, homosexuals to, to become, you know, married and members of the church and and one day probably even pastors and ministers within the church. Uh, and and they'll explain it away just as easily as, you know, women not having to have a covering over their head and, and you know, stuff like that. And they'll explain it as cultural, you know, differences. And, 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 and I just, I have a real struggle when, you know, and, and maybe it's a, maybe, I'll, maybe it's a struggle for black and white. You know, I'm a very black and white kind of person. I like when things are black and white, things are easier for me when things are black and white. And, and, and the thing is, is that the problem is, is I've just not dove in enough to understand where all of my belief in this stuff comes from. Where did this Bible come from? Where did, where did these books originate? Why were they brought together? Why did the group of people you know, I think it was the Council of Nicaea. Why did this group of people get a, the approval? Did God really ordain and divinely inspire this group of people at this particular time? You know, was there a deadline to get the last divinely and the divinely inspired scripture in there? You know, and then of course you've got other people like the Jehovah's Witness that believe. Is it? I don't know if it's Jehovah's Witness or it might be the Mormons. Any Mormons? Uh, the Mormons. Oh gosh. Anyway, um, 
you know, Joseph Smith, you know, I think it is, it might be the Mormons, the Joseph, anyway, the book of Mormon, you know, is this an additional work inspired by God and on top of the Bible? And is, of course, obviously in, 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 in the deepest part of my body and in my soul and my spirit, I don't believe that. But why do I have such a conviction that that's not true? Well, it's because I've always been taught that it's not true and that it goes against what the Bible says. And it's like, okay, so it brings me back to the Bible. Why the Bible? And, um, you know, I got this. I got this great um, DVD series that I'm studying with a, a group of people that come to my home, and we uh, have conversations about faith, uh, read books about faith, watch videos about faith, and 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 try to discern <coughs> and share. Excuse me, our journey of faith with one another, and uh, it's called Verdict. It's by Andy Stanley, and uh, it's a it's a it's a series that has everything to do with, um, you know, the he, he explains why he believes that the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, Luke, and John, can be seen as um, historical documents that, that are trustworthy, that you can depend on these. And uh, in fact, I'll read from the back of it. It says, we live in a culture that urges us to accept all religions as valid approaches to God. And see, that's where I'm at. It's like, that, that, you know, and that seems, you know, for me, that's that, that absolutely. I live in a world that in, in a culture that is urging us to accept that all re- religions are valid approaches to God. And then the back of this continues. It says here, we are surrounded by intellectuals who urge us to abandon the notion of moral and theological absolutes. Again, uh, and I'll kind of just see if I can translate that into my own languages of what I've been talking about is that I do believe I, I'm surrounded by intellectuals and and other folks and, and just a culture that urges me to say, you know what, there are no moral black and whites. There are no theological black and whites cliff. And, and, and that goes against what I believe. Anyway, uh, Andy Stanley's, uh, the back of his, this DVD says, our universities are filled with skeptics and cynics who delight in dismantling the Sunday school faith of our children. All right? Absolutely. And, and I just want to say um, the Sunday school faith of our children. I, I, I certainly have that Sunday school faith. I mean, obviously, I became a born-again believer on December 9th, 1991 at the age of 18. But it, it, I, it, a lot of it based upon the information that I had received all the way from back when I was a child in Sunday school and in summer vacation Bible school. A lot That's where a lot of my faith comes from, just blindly accepting that faith. And so he says, you know, so a lot of these, they delight in dismantling the Sunday school faith of our children. And yet, in spite of that, millions of people worldwide cling to the notion that 2,000 years ago, a man came from God, spoke on behalf of half of God, and died for the sins of the world. How can that be? Are we simply deceiving ourselves? Andy Stanley asks. Uh, do we need do we need propping up that bad? Have we checked our brains at the door? Why would so many people continue to believe in such a narrow, politically incorrect, diverse idea? This series examines the evidence that has led so many people to accept the Bible as a credible record of actual events. Listen and decide for yourself. And so, by the way, I've heard this entire sermon series in the past. I remember listening to it, and then eventually, and after listening to it, um, I remember, 
recall listening to, or recording an episode of About the Church where I was so excited about it. I need to go back and listen to that About the Church episode where I talked about it. Uh, because I I remember after hearing it saying, oh, wow, I'm completely convinced once again. And for some reason, that was just a couple years ago. All of a sudden now, I've completely forgotten all of it. And and I'm back to this place where it's like, why do I believe this again? And so, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to just digging deeper. I want to know, why do I believe what I believe? You know, and and so I guess to to kind of wrap all of this up, I just want to say to you that my my greatest thankfulness, the thing that I'm most thankful for right now in my life is the fact that God has told me that two really are better than one because they have that, you know, you know, the I have somebody that when I when I fall down, when I'm struggling, I have somebody to help me along, you know, and I have a couple people in my life. I, I have my wife. My wife is somebody I can turn to. I can share whatever I want with my wife and she's not going to doubt my faith, doubt my Christianity. She's just going to come along and she's going to she's going to participate in the journey where I'm at. And she's going to come alongside me. Sometimes she's ahead of me, sometimes she's behind me, but we're always on the journey and the path and we can always come to this place where we can talk about where we are. Um I have my pastor Chad Cadell, great man. I I love just the you know just a quick conversation with him can just be such a source of great encouragement and and I can be open and I can be honest with him and and that's great and then of course uh, when it oh sorry I'm gonna go ahead and start the music here <laughs> and then there's Robert Johnson you know and 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 I'm I'm so thankful for the conversation that he and I had today it was it, it was a huge blessing. Is a blessing, and you know what? Sure, I, I'm, I'm taking. It, it's eleven o'clock in the morning, and I've spent my entire morning just working on my faith journey. You know, seeking the kingdom of God first, and have, and just trusting that everything else that I need to do today, and this week, and this month, and in this life, it's all going to be accomplished. But today, I really felt the desire to focus on my faith journey, and uh, yeah, two are better than one, my friends. Two are better than one. And you know what? In Ecclesiastes, it says three is even better. A cord of three strand, not easily broken. The more, the better. Who comes along with you on your faith journey? God bless. Until next time, join the community, friends.